Hey everyone, before we get started, a quick note. This is one of the early episodes recorded back in 2015 before we left New Mexico and moved on to the sailing catamaran Don Treader and before we became a full-time traveling family. As you can imagine, a lot has happened since this was recorded, but I do hope you enjoy hearing this backstory. If you want to stick around until the end, I'll share how to find out what we are doing now. But first, a step back in time before we went from New Mexicast to New Mexicastaways. Enjoy. And welcome back to New Mexicast, the audio edition. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and it has been many months since I last recorded an audio episode. Uh, last time I was recording, I was talking about the film club that I was working on, Roadrunner Reels, at my daughter's elementary school. We had almost wrapped on principal photography and about to have our screening. Actually, I guess we had wrapped on principal photography, and then we were going to have our big public screening. It was amazing, let me just tell you. After a lot of work and pulling together all the pieces and getting the kids to, um, you know, to do these performances and the crew to be available to schedule these shoots and uh, figuring out what we needed to pull this thing off, we pulled it off. <laughs> and it was awesome. On uh, May 15th, we had a public screening of Sophia and the Mysterious School, our big movie that we made. It was about 24 minutes long, plus some credits, and we just had a great night. We all got dialed up in our evening gowns that was uh, in large part due to my friend Maria Berglund who is the mother of uh, our main actor um, Matthew Berglund and she said well we're gonna do a gala right (laughs) and I was like "Um, okay yeah we are Uh, so it was really fun we made the paper there's two local papers where our uh, in our community and we made both the front page of both papers with the kids of the film club. So that was very exciting. We were all in our beautiful evening gowns. I actually wore the gown that I got when I first was nominated for an Emmy when I was a reporter at KSAZ Fox 10 in Phoenix. And so I wore that gown again. And it was great because it still fit, first of all. Yay, me! Um, But it was just so fun. It was fun to get dressed up. We all just really had a good time. The movie screened well. I think people enjoyed it. And uh, the thing that floored me is my friends, Maria in particular, and another friend, Brittany DeVette, uh, got together and made this beautiful um, plaque for me that they presented as an award and said, you know, you may not have an Emmy, you may not have an Academy Award, but you have something better, this one-of-a-kind trophy for Sophia, for directing Sophia and the Mysterious School. 
I was very choked up, and it was really a fun night because uh, I had my family there. My dad flew in from Chicago, and my son, Samuel, decided he needed to be up on stage with Mommy. And as I was kind of giving my little speech up there and explaining some of what I've explained here on, on this audio podcast in that the reason why I did the film club and all of that, Samuel, suddenly, as I was making a really, whatever, important point, he leans into the microphone and he said, she's right. (laughs) And I laughed. Uh, But it was so cute. It was nice to have everybody there supporting, not just me, but the kids. And my daughter, Ahava, had a role in the movie. She's a competitive gymnast, as I think I've mentioned. And she did, she had a, there's a talent show scene in the movie. And she was in that talent show scene. And um, my friend Maria, the one that I was telling you about, she also was in the movie. She was the mom of our main actress, which is Sophia, the main character. And there were several other people that made it into the movie. But the kids really had an amazing hands-on experience. I was not sure how I was going to actually do it logistically, how we were going to write the movie, how we were going to edit the movie and shoot it and get it screened with just kids after school (laughs) and I really had my doubts but I think this goes back to that whole the secret the law of attraction that I that book I I mentioned that I was reading Um, and it's that you just have to get clear on what you want and what you know is going to happen you don't leave room for doubt and you find a way to make it happen when you get clear on the goal and what is is your destination the resources and the people that are right to help you get that done, they show up. It just happens. Excuse me. And so that's what happened with the film club. I, you know, part of it is just showing up every week and and consistently knowing what the end result was going to be, which is having a movie that we could screen for the community. So, yeah, I got to say, I'm really proud of what we've done. And, of course, now we're coming up, we're into the next school year. It's now August. And all of my uh, friends keep wondering when we're going to start film club again. And I have to say, well, I don't think I'm doing film club this year. Because, and this is something I guess I might as well talk about now, no time like the present... Um, And that is that we are in the process of buying a boat. And that boat, uh, I'll have more details about the whole boating thing down the road. We're not moving aboard right away, but we are in the process of buying a boat to eventually move onto that boat as our home with our family. Um, So yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, but I don't want to start a film club and then leave in the middle. So Uh, Unfortunately, we're not going to do a sequel or a prequel to Sophia and the Mysterious School, which is kind of funny because the ending really left things hanging, which is good and bad. I mean, it was a a good turnout and everyone was excited, but they said, oh, you have a cliffhanger ending. Um, So it would be good to do another film. But our main actress moved on to middle school, so I'd have to see about trying to pull that off if we did a sequel. We could potentially do a prequel because the main actor is still there, Matthew, but um, it's a commitment that I guess I just am not able to make now. And this is an interesting learning experience for so many parts of my life. I'm glad I did it. I feel proud of what we accomplished. But 
while my kids are little, I only want to do projects that I love, and I loved it, but I don't want to, I don't want to start something again that I'm not willing to commit to for the whole year. It was a lot of work. There were many ups and downs. I had a lot of um, things that I, unforeseen challenges that I had to tackle in order to get the movie done, and it taught me a ton about my skill set and what I'm capable of doing as far as being a leader um, with a with a team that is willing to go along for the ride and, and help and get the thing done. So that was new to me. I mean, with New Mexicast, everything was by myself, and that's that's a different dynamic than working on a film with a crew and actors and kids and all the running all the moving parts that go along with that. And by the way, the same thing is true with See Mommy Run. That's the business venture I was telling you guys about. Um, that had to be put on hold. We worked really hard on it, and it was going really, really well for a while. But then the reality is that the level of commitment that it was going to take to get that um, venture off the ground was not one that um, that both teams were able to make at this point. And so it... it was a really good exercise. I never will regret having worked on it um, because I learned so much. I actually spent time learning about building the mock-ups that were needed for the new website. I spent time figuring out how to make a vector graphic. I never knew how to do that before. Um, I just learned a lot about the skill set I have and about skills that I really wanted to acquire. And it helped me to really get clear on on what I enjoy. Um, again, we've talked a little bit on this show about how I'm, I'm really, I've been in this transition place where I'm trying to figure out what the next chapter will bring. And um, from the experience with See Mommy Run, I realize now I really am interested in a business venture and I'm excited about starting something and building something um, especially because I want it to be something that I can do from anywhere. If we live on a boat, if we are here in New Mexico, if we're traveling somewhere else as a family, the internet makes it possible to do just about anything nowadays, in my opinion, or at least anything that I'd be interested in. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, I don't think that you could be a dentist from afar, but uh, I have no interest in that. <laughs> so we'll leave that to Dr. Riachi. Um, anyway, so I, I really learned a lot from this process, both the filmmaking and the Sea Mommy Run, and also just wrapping up New Mexicast. So I look to the future with, with um, hope, not just hope, but enthusiasm. I'm excited to figure it out. I feel like I've got this puzzle in my life right now where I'm, I'm really trying to hone in on what that business venture is that I truly want to do, that I want to spend my time on uh, whether my kids are in school or, or in between whatever we're doing. And by the way, that was a big part of why I really uh, was proud of the work I did both on the film and on See Mommy Run, and especially See Mommy Run, because it, um, I, I was able to do the work in between the time I got to spend with my kids and my husband. I really ba- found the work-life balance in a so much better way than I had with New Mexicast. And that was really important to me to kind of build that understanding in myself of when to stop working and when to step away from it. And 
you know, I found myself happily sitting on vacation. My husband and I took a trip to Belize this summer. And I was sitting on the end of a pier overlooking the ocean. My kids were delightfully happy in Chicago with their cousins and my, my family. And I was sitting there working on vector graphics and mock-ups and social media and brand reclamation and things that I, re- I really enjoyed. And I thought, I'm, I'm just kind of pinch myself and think, wow, I'm really happy and I'm happy doing the work as long as I'm not trying to do the work when it's time that I, I should be or, or am at the same time trying to be with my family and, and taking care of the kids. And I set up my work week so that I worked when they were in school, I was off when they were off, I squeezed in a few extra hours after they went to bed at night, or I got up early if I had something that had to be done. But I never uh, took away from the time that we had together, uh, that I got to go explore with the kids or, you know, go to the museum, go to something, you know, that they go to the roller skating rink or bowling. I mean, what I'm trying to say is it's an evolution. And I don't have any clue at this point if anyone will be listening to any of this rambling of mine. But I just, it's good for me to talk it through because with New Mexicast, I felt like I had to put on a facade and, and I wanted to continue that professional feeling that I had uh, in my me- mainstream media jobs. Um, and that was good. I mean, I, I really am proud of the fact that it was a professional show and quality um, episodes, stories that, were, that could have, I feel, and I think a lot of people would, have, would agree, could have aired on any TV station in any news program as a feature story in their show. Um, so I was proud of the work I did, and I'm glad that I did it that way. But it also made me think, in, in hindsight, I realize now I was still trying to be something that I'm not. I was still trying to fit into that... Um, that mainstream media world and be the, you know, button-up anchor and the reporter who does things this way because that's the way I was trained at the University of Florida in telecommunication and then through the stations I worked at. Um, and that was, that was a good, important skill set to have. I wouldn't have been able to do not just New Mexicast, but any of these ventures, I think, if I hadn't had that experience of doing it the professional way and knowing the difference between uh, you know, amateur video and and doing things in a professional way. So I'm very grateful that I have that skill set, and I hopefully will always carry that with me. But I also know that with with what I'm doing now, when I'm with my kids and I'm working in between things, I don't want to do anything where I have to pretend to be someone I'm not, and I don't want to spend the time on anything that doesn't feel authentic and enjoyable. I mean, what's the point? If I can't love it, I'm not doing it. And I hope many of you are listening and feeling like you're in the same boat. Like, okay, this is a new era. There are new tools available to us. I was just listening to... My new thing now, by the way, is I love listening to um, business startup podcasts and and different shows um, about how to develop your brand and and how to, um, what tools are available 
to um, really turn your business into a profitable one because, as I've mentioned before, New Mexicast never was that. Um, it was a labor of love, but never um, something that I could make a living off of. And I, I was listening to uh, Shalene Johnson, and she um, she's a well-known fitness, uh, ec- I don't know, expert or guru or just a fitness lady, um, but she also is, is, is very business savvy, and she's, she always teaches these interesting tools, uh, and I think her show might be called Build Your Tribe or something like that, but anyway, she's just fun to listen to, and I like her personality, and I really feel um, like I learn a lot from her, and that's the way I feel about all the people that I listen to on their podcasts. So I thought, well, if I like to listen to them... Maybe someone will, you know, feel the same about me and will disregard the fact that I'm saying, um, and you know, I hear myself. I know that's not the professional way you're used to if you've watched my episodes, which never have a stutter or a hesitation. But this is the real me, and for better or worse, I don't, I'm tired of apologizing for who I am. And uh, so anyway, so what I was going to say about the Celine Johnson thing is she was talking about a new tool that is out there called Periscope. And I I had no idea what she was talking about even. So I went online and checked it out. And it's basically a way for people to post their live reports about whatever they feel like doing a live report about, which sounds in one way ridiculous because like who needs to see what I'm having for lunch or whatever. But then I started thinking about it and I thought, you know, that's an area that I was very experienced in, and I ha- I am very experienced in, um, even even since doing New Mexicast, even since uh, working on some of these other projects, I have been hired on the side as a host, and I have done some look lives at least, a few um, live to tape, but uh, it's my skill set, and I thought, well, why can't I use those tools? I mean, I certainly have the, the broadcasting background, why not? So anyway, my point is, there's so many options out there that did not exist when I was going through, quote, J school, you know, and I'm going to figure out what to do with all that. I have my skill set, but to use the tools that are now available and uh, the knowledge that I've gained from these recent um, projects I've been working on, you know, that's exciting to me. That's basically what New Mexicast did uh, eight years ago. <laughs> if you think about it, this idea that technology could provide a, an outlet that didn't previously exist uh, to use skills acquired in um, a traditional um, way, whether it, you know, in, in a different industry, if you will, or, or not really industry, to use skills acquired through uh, the traditional channels, in my case, going through the normal uh, process of working at local stations and uh, getting all those uh, that experience uh, as a reporter, to be able to take those skills and mix them with new technology to come up with something totally new and different than uh, what you had done in a past life and previous life, if you will, before kids, um, it's really exciting. And that's really what New Mexicast was. Uh, back when I was leaving the business because I had little ones, um, 
and I wanted to continue using my skills and doing something that was meaningful to me, uh, I heard about something called podcasting. <laughs> and that was so long ago, I just think back to the fact that there really wasn't anything like this uh, back then. And um, it seemed like it had potential, but I really didn't know what to do with it and if it really was something that was going to be um, adopted by mainstream people. Uh, and sure enough, it did, but I took a chance and I created the first video podcast in the state of New Mexico. Um, actually, there was like, there were some uh, re repurposed um, conference calls and stuff like that that I, I um, saw from like a military meeting and things that I was like way out of my league. But as far as like a normal video podcast where you um, are sharing stories in this format, I was the first one in this state that I know of at least. I'm sure someone can um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. But uh, that was back in June of 2007. So fast forward eight years now and I'm going... Okay, now what's the next evolution? I see stuff like Periscope and other um, other technology, and I think, okay, th let's let's learn that. Let's figure it out. Uh, and I don't know where it's going to take me, but I do know number one is to stay focused on what I love um, in the equation and get other people to handle the stuff that I don't love, um, and make sure it's people that love that part. Um, I don't want to build a team with people who really don't want to be doing whatever the, the it thing is that we're working on. So, um, A, I want to have fun. I want to work on a project that we get excited about and we believe in and we see the potential for as a team. Uh, I know I don't want to work alone that's a big part for me and it's not easy because working with a team requires working with relationships and other people and figuring it all out and never is that easy I've never been in a work setting of any kind well maybe at one when I was in college I might remember one or two that worked pretty well but you know there's always um, things you have to learn about interacting with other people that aren't always easy uh, but it's worth it. I know that. And even as I move forward, I, I keep that in my heart and know that uh, whatever I create, I want to do so with building around a, a community of some kind because um, community matters to me. I am a nomad and I like to travel and I am kind of a gypsy of sorts. But because of technology, that doesn't mean I can't be connected to awesome people that I love. And that's my intention. My intention is to build a business that I love, that I wake up excited about daily, while being able to live the kind of lifestyle my husband and I love, and stay connected to people that we just really enjoy, and hopefully that enjoy us in return. So uh, I know that sounds like a tall order for some people, but I absolutely believe and know it's possible and it's going to happen and I'm just moving in that direction and I just decided I would share that with you here on New Mexicast, the audio edition, because really you've been with me, many of you from the beginning when I first was uh, toying with this whole 
uh, video podcast concept. And so it's come full circle. I've learned a lot and uh, it'll be fun to see where we go from here. So thanks for coming along for the ride and I hope you'll stick around for the next episode. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic whatever it is you're doing. Enjoy it very much and I will talk to you soon. I'm Rosalinda Roman. Once again, I marvel at how much has happened since this was recorded back in 2015. I'm happy to report that I continued these recordings throughout the process of buying, prepping for, and moving on to the Dawn Treader sailing catamaran. So you will have that to look forward to in future episodes. For now, you can find us as New Mexicast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, or just go to newmexicast.com for all the content that I have there. And if you want to support this show, please consider joining the New Mexicastaways crew. You can do that at patreon.com slash newmexicast, which is where we will share a lot more content, including photos and videos from each of these podcast episodes, plus updates on where this crazy crew is now. Thanks again for listening and supporting our enchanting adventures. I'm Rosalinda Roman, who you just heard was... Samuel. Yep, and this is New Mexico Castaways.